0: welcome to another edition of the agents of inclusion podcast brought to you by special olympics and odyssey i'm jr of the jr sport brief show on cbs sports radio we have new editions with new inspirational athletes dropping every wednesday and if you haven't subscribed what are you waiting for This week, we're going up to Auburn, Massachusetts to check in with Michael Kelly. Not only has Mike competed as a Special Olympics athlete, he played football at the varsity level for his high school. He got his degree in communications. He coaches and has even been a public address announcer for Harvard University Athletics. Wait until you hear this man's voice. It's perfect for sports. And he does so much more. A matter of fact, let's not waste any more time. Let's hear from the voice, Michael Kelly it's time for another edition of the agents of inclusion podcast and this time we're we're bringing in a friend of mine trying to catch up on everything that he's been up to everything that he's doing we talked about him a little bit it's my main man michael kelly mike how are you man
1: i'm great jr thank you so much for having me here this is a true privilege and having to be watching some of your episodes and listen to them on Spotify. It's uh, I have to say, it's a tremendous honor for you to have me here. So thank you so much.
0: Not a problem. It's good to have you. you there's so much to discuss with you, whether it's your you start as a Special Olympics athlete, your 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 work on your high school team on the varsity squad, making that and in football track and field, you're announcing work. So there's a lot to get into. But let's start off here. What got you into Special Olympics? Why did you become a Special Olympics athlete and when did it happen?
1: Oof, that's, that's actually a pretty good question. I don't think anyone's asked me that for a while. Um, but the journey started when I was in fourth grade at 10 years old. Um, this was after I had a couple of like ups and downs of doing community sports in my hometown in Auburn, Mass. And uh, my, my folks really wanted me to get involved in any way possible to be an athlete and, By the time I was about that that age in fourth grade, that was when in the summer of 2005 that I was introduced to Special Olympics. And I have to be honest, I was completely, you know, I didn't think right away I was going to actually fit in here. But then as I progressed at each practice that I was attending, I began to I began to notice every athlete around me that had almost the similar story that I had. You know, they didn't you know, they were diagnosed with their specific disability, like Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, uh, ADHD. And it kind of made me feel so, you know, more um, accommodated or more comfortable, in particular, um, in the environment that I was in. Um, and then somehow it just sort of it sort of clicked. It felt more. I just felt more included. I felt more, you know, more accepted for who I was. And not once anyone treated me differently. And as it continued on over the lap over the next seventeen years. Um, it definitely has been a very well positive and well you know it it basically has hundred percent really made me feel so confident to really be the best athlete i can be and just have a lot of fun in the sports that i've grown up in especially in you know in sports like i started off with swimming before i moved to bowling then i did basketball flag football and softball um but the best thing about it is that it has made me be the person that i am today so a lot of credit to uh, the to uh, to the kennedy shriver family for making that possible
0: with all of the sports that you've participated in, you just named a lot of them. You've also been able to pick up some some medals and championships along the way. What have been
1: some of the best experiences that you've had? Oh, I can give you a large list about that part. <laughs> but I think the um, I think some of the best that I've got to do as an athlete in Special Olympics. I think some of the best moments was the opportunity of participating on Gillette Stadium this past fall in my with my flag football team with the Seven Hills Foundation. Uh, of course, we got the gold medal on that end. But playing on the, that entire turf field, where many Patriot legends before me have done, it was a true accomplishment. And I never felt so happy to be at that sports venue, and then having the opportunity. I think another thing I can mention is being able to be with my basketball team in 2017, uh, playing on the Boston TD Garden's home court on the on the court of the TD Garden, um, when we were representing our division after we won the state championship. We finished our we finished undefeated um and surprisingly i was not supposed to be on the court that night and surprisingly the guy ahead of me didn't show up so i'm like fate just intervened with me and then all of a sudden i got the first two points in the game and got to play for an entire half of the halftime show but it was just amazing just being on two of the best um, venues i got to be at and then of course probably the third best one would have to be as professional wise being at fenway park to celebrate JFK With uh, my my uh, community government affairs team, and we got to be out there with Tim Shriver to, as he threw out the first pitch. Um, I'd say altogether it was such a privilege to be at every single professional sports area um, in my in my uh, in my area at Fenway Park, the Boston Garden, and Gillette Stadium. Um, that truly was a once in a lifetime experience, and I just feel I just wish that I couldn't I couldn't dream because it was truly uh, something special
0: who got you into sports? Like, is it, it was someone specifically in your family? Like, I know you're a huge sports fan. We're going to get into your announcing who helped kind of pass that down, that passion onto you.
1: Oh, that's the easiest question. It would have to be my father, my father, Steven, who is pretty much the best coach that anybody could ever have along with my brother, Jimmy and my sister, Sarah, he got us all into sports when we were kids. um, And it kind of progressed as we got older. And my brother, has been was a big time sports star in, in high school. The same with my sister. Um, even though they didn't, you know, kind of go on to college, they didn't do it into the college world, just like my dad almost did when he was in college. Um, but you know, just having the ability to use that as a way to help build our our character and how we can take on any challenges as we get older, um, I think that was an absolute great privilege that he used that as an instrument to kind of bring us along from the time we were kids um, going into becoming responsible adults as we are going further. Um, but I can tell you, tell you how many times so we got to just wake up and just have fun with our dad in the front yard you know watching my brother watching my brother shooting basketballs in the in the back in the um, right around our garage Um watching my sister doing some, you know pitching to my dad when he was the catcher and then just you know doing some stuff with my dad when we were in the front yard and just it's truly been a lot of memories and I think a lot I mean he's definitely been a true role model to both to both to all three of us and I think to every kid that he managed to coach when he was at the Bancroft School, Shore Day School, everywhere he was an AD and phys ed teacher, they can all agree that uh, he's definitely somebody a lot of people can look up to and kind of consider uh, a huge role model in their lives.
0: Well, I mean, you can put yourself in that same category with the accomplishments that you've had. You were able to walk on to your high school football team and track and field team and and participate there as well was that a launching pad did special olympics help launch that for you in regards to
1: your confidence um i wouldn't. i would say the confidence part may have had something to do with special olympics but that was just an out of mind decision because when I, it was in my sophomore year and the story can kind of a little bit complicated this was after i turned 16 years old we kind of had a little bit of a rough row because after my uncle bill passed away when um when he was 50 when he was in his 60s the liver cancer And this was right around the year I was about to become an adult. I was about to become a teenager. And I don't know, something just kind of clicked in my head. And I thought about it for a long time in the summer before my sophomore year. Um, and then all of a sudden just kind of sat flat out and said that maybe I, I had somewhat of the possibility of going on to participate on my football team as a, you know, as a sophomore. But before that I had no experience of ever playing this game. I watched my brother from the sidelines and just watching him just having fun playing the game, but of course. The the whole roadblock that I was facing with that my mother, actually, my father in particular, he didn't want me to play football at the beginning because he thought it would be too aggressive of me. He thought it would be too much for me to handle, especially as an individual with autism. It can be hard when you're dealing with all the discipline, all the contact. Basically, you'd be coming home with bruises and cuts or anything. But then all of a sudden. I just somehow just defied it. I went and just said, you know, I just want to at least give the sport a try. If I don't like it, then I don't have to like it. And they always encourage me to try to do some new things. So if you're encouraging me to mean to do some new things, why can't I play varsity football? Then all of a sudden they decide to let me go on it. And somehow after he let me go, it just ultimately just started really clicking real fast. I started making a lot of friends. More importantly, the discipline I got from the game of football really helped me become more constructive with what I have to do in the future. And I got to tell you, the coaches I've had the privilege of being a playing for throughout the whole course of my life. Not to mention my high school coach uh, Jeff Cormier, who um, is basically another father figure in my life. Of course, he'll never be my, he'll never be like my father at all. Um, but just being able to kind of form that relationship with my with the coaches and being able to have that you know, feel real well acceptance and being treated fairly and not, I tell you one time, never in my entire football career, no one took me to the side and just mentored me personally. I was brought into the circle. I was accepted for who I was. And I got to tell you though, that whole entire program has become another family to me. And that really has made me feel more accepted for who I am. And I never thought that right after I just end up going back to coach again and just being that kind of person everyone can look up to as well. Um, I have to tell you, just doing that and being part of the track and field team as well, never disclosed, never discredit discredit against um, and just play my absolute best with the confidence that I was instilled with the help of my teammates and my coaches. It truly has done a tremendous job making me feel that I could be able to do something and no one can tell me that, you know, you're autistic. You have no right to be a part of this team or this team. This game is too aggressive. It's not for your kind.
0: What advice would you give to to anyone listening right now who feels like they, they have their back up against the wall or they're not given that chance or opportunity? What advice would you share to them?
1: I will say, I first off can tell, if I'm seeing a 10-year-old boy who's walking up to me, you know, he has autism, he tells me, I'm thinking about joining varsity football, Michael. I mean, but the coaches won't let me. And I, but, or the coaches or my parents won't let me in particular. I will never say to him, he can't do it. I will say, you can, son, you can do it, you know, I was a varsity football player in high school and true. My parents didn't want me to play, but they want, they want, they were always, in, I think the best way to say it, they made me, they all, they obviously knew that I had somewhat of a desire to at least give the sport a try. And if I didn't like it after one year, I didn't have to play it anymore. So, you know, if your coach, you know, if your coach, you just walk up to your coach, and if he wants you to play for him or if he want, or if he's going to welcome you on the team, you know, take that opportunity. You know, life is all about making choices, but you can't let anybody discredit you and say, like, you know, you have a disability and you have no right to be part of the team. I tell you, I've been through that experience, but no one has ever discredited me from anything.
0: I hear that. And it's it's going on from just the world of athletics. You got your degree in communications, Worcester State University, right? Yep, that's right congratulations man what what made you kind of move a little bit from being an athlete towards the communication side we're going to get into your announcing why did you make that decision
1: well I think this all started when I was probably in the middle of my high school career where I was just attending a couple of games and I was just for the fun of it just kind of commentating on a softball game one time and there were some parents who I've known some of their kids um, who are part of my class or a few years younger than me or older than me and they were all saying Mike you know you, you sound like you can broadcast real well this game. I think you should definitely give that a try. And I, sh- I think you should give that a try. You should go into college. You you should work on being maybe a television or a radio broadcaster because you have the voice for it. Um, and then all of a sudden I just kind of thought I, – I, I can tell you all, that this was a very fun story that if someone for one time told me that I have the voice to do it, I would just say, okay, maybe I'll give it a try. If it gets to 20, I'm like, okay, I should probably just continue on. If it gets to 50 where it's at right now, I'm like – Okay, that's it. I'm going right into it. I'm going to study to see what I have to do in the broadcasting field. Um, I mean, the journey did, however, take a long time, you know, being a part time student while I was coaching at Auburn um, and just doing what else I had to do outside of school. Um, I mean, it took a long time, but I have to tell you, the work really was worth it. It took a lot of, I mean, it took a long time than I thought it was, but in the end, the effort I put into it was a lot worth it. And having to hear a bunch of, you know, positive things of saying like, you know, there's a bunch of people out there who are going part-time in school and they don't, I mean, there's no requirement to finish four years. Like you can't, you can't just go into college to do four years. You have plenty of time to do it for yourself. And, you know, having to get my degree at 26, which is almost around maybe, you know, a little older than the age of 22, which is usually every college student who does it, but hearing from a bunch of other, like, especially pro athletes, who depart school to go to the pros but manage to go back and get their degrees it makes me feel like okay you know regardless of age i can achieve my degree no matter what and you certainly
0: have the voice that experience you do i've told you this plenty of times your voice is, is absolutely amazing Going through the, the the system in school and finishing college, what was the most rewarding aspect of that?
1: Oh, oh man, rewarding aspect i I never even thought about for I never even thought about that for a second. Can't, <sighs> it can't just be
0: it can't just be the degree. Was there a particular experience or a professor or internship? That at the end of the day, when you got your degree, you walked away and said, man, I'm, I'm
1: real proud of this. Oh, all of I can spend almost an hour telling you about this, but I'll, I'll keep it short. I'll keep it short on that end. But just hearing from some of the professors who knew the experience about what it took to really like work behind the camera or speak in front of the cameras. Um, and then just like I think there was one time in particular I took a television. I took a television production class. Right around the end part of my um, my second to last year it was the spring of 21 and just learning how it all operates like how they operate the audio, they operate the lighting, they operate the graphics, teleprompter and then just practicing like you're the talent. it that class in particular was awesome. I keep forgetting my professor right there but he was and a really good expert on just doing a lot of the camera work, you know doing the production like keeping it at a time minimum and then just you know kind of bringing up a conversation or doing an interview in particular. Um, That experience was just absolutely unbelievable. And I've for some time, I get an opportunity to do that in the future. Then I can take whatever I learned from that class in particular, and just showcase what I can really do.
0: And you've done you've done plenty, especially in a Massachusetts, New England area. You've even been able to broadcast for Harvard. How did that come together? And what was that like?
1: Uh, this actually is in transition to what I did as a public address announcer at Auburn at my alma mater. Um, this was all during the summer these, I think it was the fall heading into the winter of 2018 that I got an offer to do some public address announcing at Auburn High. just did a couple of basketball games. Um, then all of a sudden, just started really kind of getting into it a lot further. and I just think that maybe this is something else I could do as a side as a side job in particular. Um, and then just sort of made me feel like that I can do it at any sports venue I could think of. So I started reaching out to a bunch of the schools, mostly at Harvard in particular, and they offer me a position during, uh, the spring of my last, my last year, my last semester at, at Worcester state and, you know, just doing a lot of sports, especially at a high level sport in particular, and especially at a collegiate level and especially at the oldest school in the country, I was like, man, if for one time I got to announce at Harvard, it'd be like such a tremendous amount of experience and learning that maybe announcing at a very high level can create a lot of exposure and maybe think like, man, Mike if Mike can announce at Harvard, maybe he can announce over at the Garden, or maybe he can announce at Fenway Park, or maybe he can do maybe he could be the announcer at Gillette Stadium. And if that really works well in the next like couple of years or so, it'd be such a it'd be such a thrill. And having to an opportunity to announce at big time sporting events would be such a dream come true.
0: I think you're well on your way since we're, we're here on the topic. You just name dropped quite a few teams and venues. I believe I know the answer. Well, what are your favorite sports teams? Go ahead. Fill us in.
1: <laughs> Basically, every sporting team that I can think of, the Red Sox, Patriots and the Celtics. I mean, I support every single team in my entire area, but I think if I had to go possible ranking ranking boards between the Red Sox and Patriots, I'm at a tie with, even though I'm Not a big sports fan of the Bruins and Celtics, but I still support them. Just like here in Special Olympics Mass, we support both teams because they've been a proud sponsor of our team for years. And and then, of course, with the New England Revolution, having their unified team, you know, you got to support all the teams in your area because if you don't, then I don't know how they will get a lot of fan support.
0: You've been able to participate in your high school team, Special Olympics. You just talked about unified sports. What's the benefit of, of having unified teams?
1: Oh, it really means a lot because there's a bunch of like, there's like tons of, you know, a bunch of students in high school may, who don't have a disability but really want to get involved and just try to participate as partners. Um, It really means a lot because the best benefit of unified is able to create a tremendous, a long-term friendship that can really last a lifetime. I mean, I'm looking at, I was coaching a bunch of kids, both unified, with both athletes and partners at Auburn at Auburn High School for the years, and I got to see how they really kind of just clicked like they just formed a long-term friendship that can really last even after they graduate high school and just having to really see them kind of like hang out, have fun and just really interact with everybody and not just being like, you know, they're just separate. It's just unbelievable. And I feel in many ways of just having that friendship with, you know, the kids that I've been coaching over the years. I mean, it's amazing that there's a bunch of the kids who really appreciate everything that I've done to teach them how not only through the use of sports, how they can really, you know, be well as like a team as well as probably much bigger, more like a family than just a bunch of, bunch of players who come from all separate backgrounds, but really have a desire to be a unified team. You
0: just joined a new team yourself, man. You, you got a big job and please don't be humble about it. You're on the grounds crew with the Wooster Red Sox, man. That's a big deal.
1: Yes, it definitely is a big deal. I mean, it's it's been going well so far, but on the other hand, it's it's awesome that I get to work with a bunch of guys who are not afraid to get their hands dirty and just love being out there on the field and making it look like it's a really like a professional sports venue um, and try to treat it like it's a major league ballpark, especially when it's already in its third season already since they, since um, since the Woo Sox moved from Pawtucket. Um, but on the other hand, it really gives the city of Worcester an opportunity to feel like they're a professional sports area and having you know just like the Railers and the Pirates. Of you know small you know hockey clubs and you know the arena football leagues, um, but then on the other hand, it just it's just awesome that we get this we get to have a lot of professional sports participating in the city of Worcester and just making everybody excited to say like you know man we have the Pirates we have the Worcester Sharks we have the we have the Railers and now we get the Woo Sox I'm like is this turning into a professional sports city or what?
0: Most definitely might. What's next for you? You have so much going on. You've been able to accomplish so much. Uh, you got the broadcasting. You have this job with the, the Red Sox, the Worcester Red Sox. What's next?
1: Honestly, right now, I'm just kind of working with what I have and just trying to make the most out of every opportunity that comes in front of me, um, especially what I'm doing with uh, with the Play Unified podcast, the Special Olympics, um, and then, of course, doing everything else-wise, where it's doing video production work with the College of Holy Cross or just maybe doing some announcing on the side note of it, um, but just trying to take advantage of any, of any opportunity in the broadcast field that anyone can really give me. But hopefully that's somewhere in the future I could find myself maybe just doing a little hosting and kind of bringing on some of the, some some uh, silent reporters at ESPN or just maybe doing some voiceover work for documentaries. Um, just, you know, any opportunity that comes in front of me. I just got to take advantage of it. And of course, there will be some sacrifices I'll have to make. But the last thing you ever want to do and the helpful advice, you don't want to sacrifice being with your family, because if you you give that up, then I don't even know what would happen if you just make that decision
0: family is important you've been able to, to build family outside of your your four walls and community through athletics so community with Special Olympics what does inclusion mean to you
1: oh it means everything jr you know it just feels amazing to be included for who I am and no one can discredit me from anything and it just feels just so unbelievable that everyone doesn't care about me I mean I tell you There's been a bunch of people who tell me, Mike, I don't care about your disability. I care about your passion. I care about your consistency. I care about how hardworking you really are. I mean, if anyone says to me that, you know, they've worked with a bunch of people with disabilities, they have worked with a bunch of individuals with autism. No one for one second could even think that you know, like no one is going to say to you, you don't belong here. If anyone says that, then I don't even know what would happen.
0: I hear that. Well. You're into sports, obviously, when you're not watching a game, when you're not broadcasting, when you're not competing yourself. What are some of your other hobbies? Music,
1: food, cooking? Well, I'm not much of a very big cook in particular, (laughs) but I mean, um, just some of the things I like to do is just like enjoy just hanging out with my friends, maybe just listen to some music in particular Uh, But just overall, just trying to enjoy as much of, you know, whatever life can really give me and just really hanging out with everyone that, you know, not just for friends I've known for a long time, but also friends I've started to really grow through the help of Special Olympics. um, And just try to be, you know, just try to be happy, just try to stay fun, be a kid and just try to, you know, enjoy whatever life has given me. So,
0: hey, life has given you a lot. And I think it's a beautiful thing that you've been able to to turn it around and be able to coach others, inspire other people as well. And so, so kudos to you, Mike, I always appreciate it. Every time I speak to you, there's something new going on. So congratulations on the new gig. And I, I think you're going to get some more gigs in
1: sooner than later, man. I know I'm hopeful that'll happen in the future. And uh, hopefully that what I'm doing with the podcast and special Olympics mass can really kind of press on and hopefully that I can continue that for years to come. Cause everybody at, Special Olympics Mass really is a huge importance to me. I don't know if you want to get into details about that, but I can tell you a lot. Please do. (laughs) Tell us more about that, that, that show and podcast and what you guys are working on. Please do. Yeah, of course. And of course, talking to someone who had been a guest speaker on our show before, (laughs) um, for those of you who don't know, the play unified podcast is a, it's, um, it's a tremendous radio. It's like a, a sports radio show we do every other week. And it's where, Myself, along with uh, Charles Hirsch, Aaron Fish, and Ali Fenioff, and as well as Lumi Montesal, who's an athlete that most recently participated in the USA Games for first time ever. Um, what we do is that we have an opportunity to keep everybody updated about what's going on with Special Olympics. We keep everybody updated about what's going on in the professional world. So we kind of talk about Patriots, Red Sox, and Celtics, yada, yada, and all that type of stuff. But we keep everybody updated about Special Olympics-wise. We keep everybody updated about what's going on with we ranked teams in the winter games, spring games, summer games. We also keep every updated. There's like a polar plunge we that's coming up, or if we have anything involved in the summer games coming up, we keep them updated. Um, and in case you all didn't know, JR actually was on as a guest speaker a couple, over over about a year ago, and he had such a privilege of getting to know some of my uh, my partners there. Um, and what we do is we have as a guest speaker where we're able to bring up somebody either outside or inside Special Olympics and have an opportunity to have them come on and share about what it feels To really kind of promote inclusivity and more importantly help raise awareness and try to help promote special effects in particular and give anybody who is listening or watching our tease videos that we post up on our on our media platforms an opportunity to feel what it feels like to be included and how they can help promote what special effects stands for um and then for the fun of it lumine Montesal does our lightning round so we have like several amount of questions that she brings and she i gotta tell you she loves bringing a lot of enthusiasm on our on our podcast, when we talk about the lightning round and we could talk, listen to her for hours about so much of her suggestions and just give her point of views on everything. Um, and then at the end of it, we do what's known as the quote of the week, where we're able to kind of find anything online that we can hopefully inspire many of our listeners and viewers to kind of give them that sense of motivation heading into, uh, heading into the weekend, or if they have a state game coming up and they really need that competitive edge to really give them, Uh, that kind of motivation to feel confident about it. And then the question of the week is where we're able to get to know more of the personal matter of any of our hosts on the podcast and where, so like if we had like the questions of the week that we have were like, you know, if you had like a first celebrity crush, would you rather, you know, spend a day, spend a week at Disney world or in New York, or if some, if a producer came up to you and was inspired by your story and saying, Hey, I love to make a movie about all this. Do you have anybody you like to have play as you? If that movie was made about your life and I got to tell you, having that podcast really has given me the skills to really kind of build it. But also building, like I said before, in Special Olympics, it creates a lot of long term friendships and having all my partners there. It really, truly is awesome to be a part of something that really can showcase my skills and hopefully progress uh, in the near future with special opportunities. Tell us that
0: name one more time so people can go ahead and search it.
1: It is known as the Play Unified podcast. If you want to look for it, you can find it on Stitcher Radio. You can find it on Spotify, Google, Apple Music, anything you can think of. By the help with the help of Special Olympics Mass, you can find it. And any episode that we have coming up, like we have one coming up this Friday. So if you guys want to have an opportunity to listen to see what we have coming up, that's good. If you want to listen to some of our past episodes, which is over the fifty mark, it was surprising that we got fifty episodes since we were launched in January twenty twenty. Of course. Um, I can't take all the credit. Charles does such a good job. Helped me getting that podcast relaunched when I was an intern uh, right before the pandemic hit. Um, and then having Ali and Aaron and Lumine kind of coming along for the ride as well. It's um, it's truly been amazing that over 50 episodes, hopefully we get to a hundred. Um, but other than that, if you guys want to listen to anything that keeps us or give you want to, you know, kind of a little something to listen on the side note. And every Friday you can look at all those platforms that I mentioned before
0: hey mike thank you so much man always a pleasure chatting it up with you and good luck with everything you have going on i know that there's more coming on down the way
1: oh yeah there definitely will be and thank you so much jr it's such a privilege here and it it's such a privilege that uh this is something alongside with the special olympics um all over the nation it's just an incredible honor to be here on an ancients of inclusion
0: thank you so much Shout out to Michael Kelly for joining us for this edition. The man's voice is one of a kind, just like his accomplishments. I have a feeling he's just getting started in his career. He's an inspiration for everyone trying to go out there and reach a goal, from athletics to his degree, his work in announcing, his new job as a groundskeeper. I look forward to the rest of his story and Special Olympics was a huge, and still is, part of it as well. If you're not already involved in Special Olympics, or at least given it a look, go to SpecialOlympics.org to find a local event or program near you. There are events all over the world, all over the country, that means in your neighborhood too. Learn how inclusivity is a benefit to all of us in society. I'm JR from CBS Sports Radio. This is the Agents of Inclusion podcast brought to you by Special Olympics and Odyssey. New episodes get released every Wednesday. But don't just subscribe, go outside and be inclusive.